0: what's up guys i am back this week um i apologize for last week um some personal things came up that i had to attend to but i'm back this week and um yeah i'm not gonna really waste time this week Um, also keep your eye on our instagram page there will be news about the drop date of the podcast we may be moving from friday to another day during the week so keep an eye out for that please 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 sorry that i'm switching it up on you but Things have come up. Don't worry. I'm not stopping. I told you guys I'm never going to stop. May get hard. It may have to adjust some things, but I'm never going to stop. Yeah, just like my just like my doctor said, I didn't talk. Fun fact, guys, I didn't talk till I was five and my parents were taking me to specialists, and they were asking, well, why isn't he talking? Why isn't he talking? And the doctor just said this simple thing. He said, look, it's fine. He's going to start talking when he feels like it. And once you get him to start talking, he'll never shut up. I haven't up, shut up since. So this episode, I'm, I'm really going to focus on three things. And three things that I really care about. Three things that have come up. and Three things I feel like we need to talk about. Really two things, but I'm just going to bring up the other one because I think it's something that we need to at least understand what is happening in the world. The first one is DMX's death. For those who don't know who DMX is, I'm not going to explain it to you. You need to go look him up. Um, but I am going to talk about DMX's death and I think he, um, brings up a conversation that we need to have, um, and involves kids. Um, I will also talk about Dante Wright. Um, if you don't know Dante Wright is, I'll talk to you about this story and, um, it's a little bit of deja vu, but I'll talk about it. And, um, for those of you who do not know what Bitcoin is, um, you need to go find out. You also need to find out what, what is Coinbase. And this is more of a business thing, but this is something that's going to show how currency is going to basically move in the future and in my estimation, because everybody's talking about it, even the rich people. So when the rich people start talking about it, we know something's going on. So we'll talk about those three things. Not a very long episode. I really don't have a lot to say, but what I what I have to say is um, it's serious and meaningful. And I think these are conversations we need to have in our homes, like I always say. So, guys, thanks for rocking with me again. Welcome back, and like I always say, enjoy the show. All right, so let's let's go ahead and talk about this Bitcoin thing first. Let's get this out the way. It's not even about Bitcoin. It's about a company called Coinbase. So Coinbase is a company basically long... I'm put in simple terms. It is a site that allows you to trade cryptocurrency. Cryptocurrency is kind of the new wave. Everybody's probably heard of Bitcoin in some way, sh- short, some way of fashion. Um, but there's other cryptocurrencies, there's Litecoin, there's XPR, there's all different types of cryptocurrencies that can be traded. Coinbase is one of the more famous sites that allow you to do that, and they just went public, or in other words, in financial terms, they IPO. And what IPO means is means they went public. So when you go public as a company, for those you don't know, that allows investors like myself and other people to actually put money into the stock and buy the stock um, to try to make money. And that's how a lot of these companies, you know, they get money from people buying into the stock and things like that, makes them more marketable, things like that. I don't know all the little details why companies go IPO, just telling you from what I know. Sean why are you talking about this on the podcast why is this a big deal so for the last 10 years Bitcoin's been around but it's been kind of taken as like oh Bitcoin it's not a big idea it's not a big deal it's not a joke but I think with the emergence of coinbase being coinbase going public Bitcoin hitting its 62 thousand dollar high the emergence of companies like Tesla and Square buying Bitcoin and putting some of their equity into Bitcoin. I think the time of us ignoring this is past. Um This is not a financial podcast. Do not take financial advice from me. Please consult your financial advisor and do your own research. But I'm going to just tell you what Sean thinks. If you have some money laying around, or even if you don't, I would suggest buying some Bitcoin. I suggest looking and studying into some cryptocurrency because it looks like it's here to stay. And that's what Coinbase going public means. It means that cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, like, like, like coin, um, are here to stay. So I would be remiss if I didn't tell everybody who listens to this podcast and then they go tell a friend that you need to start learning about cryptocurrency. And I'm not telling you to do anything I haven't been doing. I've been reading articles. I'm going to buy a couple books with my book reading self, um, about this. And try to educate myself but i don't want anybody that i know to be behind the chain so that's really all i have to say about coinbase going public i'm not going to sit here and go on some long financial rant about it i'm just going to tell you you better get in before there's no more room left fun thing people don't know about bitcoin that don't haven't really looked into it there's only a limited amount of it so at some point we are going to get to the point where there's no more bitcoin And I'm going to tell you, at least from what I've studied and what I think, you're not going to want to be the person who's sitting there with no Bitcoin to their name because it is an asset and it is something that you will be able to use in the future by the way it's going, especially with the IPO of Coinbase. So again, do with this information that you want, consult your own financial advisor, do your own research. This is for entertainment purposes only and informational purposes. This is not supposed to be used to make a financial decision, but I don't think I'm the dumbest guy on the block. I don't think I'm the smartest either, um, but I'm the dumbest guy on the block when it comes to stuff like this. And I've been listening to some smart people that know more than me, and they're all saying the same thing. So you can get on the train or not get on the train. It's up to you. But I feel like I did my service by at least letting you know now. So thanks for listening. <laughs> So now that I got the Bitcoin stuff out the way, I want to tell you guys a story. Story time. So there was... The story begins in Yonk... Well, excuse me, Mount Vernon, New York. And there was a small... There was a kid that was born by an 18 and 19-year-old mother and father. Um, at 13 years old, this kid was offered crack by a 30-year-old. Now, by listening to this story, right, you're probably thinking, this kid grew up and he didn't really become much and he he must have had some problems in his life. His his dad was mostly non-existent in his life. Um, as a child, they suffered from asthma. Uh, he was taken to the emergency room one night because he wasn't able to breathe. Um, wasn't really the super greatest of students. When he was seven, he got drunk on vodka. <laughs> That's crazy. He got drunk on vodka. Um, he was abused by his mother. He lived in a group home for a little bit. This kid was black, so he had that going against him. We'll talk about that. He turned to robbery, robbery, and theft to try to get out of poverty because obviously this guy didn't have a great life. Carjacked. He did all of these things when he was young too. You know what that young kid turned into? He turned into DMX. One of the most iconic, talented hip hop artists to ever step on this earth. He's a legend. Some of you that don't listen to hip hop may not know, but I saw a lot of people on my timeline when they heard the news that DMX passed away. They felt something. And through all that and being a black man, DMX found a way make his life viral I like to focus on the good he's a father of 15 children well he was the father of 15 children yeah he had some legal trouble yeah he had some difficulties but if you came from the environment that I just described you you would have some issues too actually most of you probably wouldn't make it (laughs) but somehow DMX found a way to rise and towards the end of his life at least from the way I saw him he was happy, he was healthy, I saw him on the versus battle, he looked good, he was in good spirits, there were videos of him floating around, spending time with his kids, like to go through all that in life, and let's not even put into the stress of the music industry, some of the stress of his previous relationships, there was bankruptcies, I mean I can go on and on, I just had a few points here, but this man through all that still found a way to live a full meaningful life and to have so many people miss him when he's gone. Like that's I can only hope that I get something like that too. that even through all my struggles in life that I find a way for to influence people at least for the positive. DMX, let me just be the first one well not the first one. Let me just be one of the people to say we will miss you, we love you. Um, DMX has passed away. If you haven't heard the news, um, his passing away was due to heart heart complications from him taking a dose of drugs. Um, there was an up. It was an up and down um, kind of a event. He was he was bad, then he was kind of good, and then he got went back down to bad um, until he made it to the point where he was on life support, and his family had to eventually make a decision so what i want to use dmx's death to kind of talk about here is let's go back to the point i made about how he was offered he got drunk at seven but he was offered drugs at 13. so here's the thing um a conversation we need to have watch who you have around your kids because what, what a lot of people think about is that like kids are resilient that's kind of the thing that's has around kids are resilient they're learning better but it, it's really important that kids have positive role models from the get go now this sounds like oh no does sean but you you will not believe how many people don't think that how many times we will brush off oh it's okay for him to be around this person and oh it's okay for him to be around that person and how much, how many times we just missed the mark there. I mean, I really think this is, a, this is something that we really need to think about, is that think about who was around you as a kid and how you turned out. Think about some of the positive influence, think about some of the negative influence that you had in your life. If DMX is not a prime example, because I think about it like this, if he doesn't get drunk at seven, And he doesn't take drugs at 13. Are we talking about the same guy? Maybe not. Maybe we're not talking about DMX being one of the most influential hip-hop artists ever. Because he's not in that life. And he's not able to pull from that life to create. But maybe we're talking about a guy. Who lives a. I don't want to say a better life. But a, a more sustainable life. Because being an artist is a hard life. Let alone being an artist. Being on drugs. Dealing with the women. I mean it's a lot to deal with and at the end of his life he ended up with 15 kids by nine different women now of course that is on him but do you think he was ever taught to have a stable relationship with a mother that abused him and a father that didn't stay around come on guys like if you're not taught to have a stable relationship you can't expect these boys who turn into men to have stable relationships I mean, I would say the same thing about women. We can't expect women to know how to accurately or how to, how do I want to say this? How to health in a healthy way, interact with a man if they've never had positive male role models. I mean, maybe they'll find out, but it's a lot harder. I think most people would agree with me, right? So through all that, you know, DMX went through what he went through. But, does his, the, but I think the thing I want to think about, not only the drugs, but the other things he dealt with when he was younger, does the trajectory of his life change if some of those things are exited out of his life? Does his life change? Maybe it's not the same line, but is it more sustainable and better and full of maybe less heartache and less pain if he's able to get certain things around him when he was a kid? I, I really think about that. and I really think that's something we need to think about for those of you who raise kids, for those of you who are around kids or those of you who plan on having children, well, even if you're around children yourself, I think that's something we really need to talk about and think about. It, it, this also comes into play with your spouse when you're having the conversation with your spouse, significant other. And again, I'm not married. So this is just Sean talking out the side of his neck. So this part of the podcast, you can fast forward if you want. But this is just me speaking out loud here. When you're speaking to your spouse you both need to align about who's going to be around your children because your best friend johnny may not be the best influence even though you love to be around him You youtube he may come over and you two smoke joints and laugh and idolize women on the tv but if your son's sitting there at 10 11 12 13 14 soaking that all in that may not be the best influence for him and some people say well it's not that big deal they're just kids but obviously I think obviously DMX is a great example of what happens to you as a kid, it does follow you. And unfortunately, in the case of DMX, God bless his soul. Let him rest in peace. The drugs were the thing that put him in a grave. So that whole, oh, well, kids are resilient. They'll get over it. I, I think we need to kind of rethink that. We need to stop. Trying to make children be adults so fast and just be resilient and let them be kids and understand that they are kids and that we need to be able to lead them. This is one of my biggest issues when I used to work in education is that some parents would be like, well, you know, they'll get over it. They'll go through it. No, it's your job as a parent to help them get through it. I'm not saying baby your kids. That, that's not what Sean is saying here. What Sean is saying here is that watch who you have around your kids and watch it's and watch what is influencing your kids. Those things are important. You may not think about them that much, but they are important. The other thing about DMX's death that was just the the sheer impact that it had on people. Just, it was amazing to see. Just social media kind of gives you a little bit of an insight on how the world is. So with that and, and seeing how that is, um, just seeing the out the outpour of you know support. people were at the hospital doing a memorial for him. You know, there were videos of people crying because they knew he wasn't gonna be here too long. you know you you just don't know how powerful your story is until unfortunately it's the end of it. And since we're talking about powerful stories, I'm going to tell you another story. I'm I'm trying to get better at the storytelling thing. So you guys are not just hearing me ramble. So there was another young man. We're going to fast forward. We're going to kind of skip his beginning childhood. We're going to take it to an average day. He's around 19 years old. And this young man decides to smoke a joint. Now, marijuana is not legal, but it's not criminalized where he's at. So he gets caught smoking a joint and he gets a ticket and he pleads guilty to a misdemeanor which isn't a big deal misdemeanors they happen and this young man gets charged 75 dollars plus 81 dollars in fees so i'm really bad at math but to me that only equals up to about 156 dollars so 156 dollars so he got a ticket he got a misdemeanor and got $156. So you're still with me here, this young man. This young man also, I just want to add, he has a daughter. So he has someone who depends on him. So this $156, he got put, if you owe fines, you can get put on a deferred payment plan. Because, you know, the fines are pretty high. You can't pay them all at once. So you get put on a deferred payment plan, right? So he gets put onto this deferred payment plan and then boom. COVID-19, COVID-19 hits, which ruined a lot of people's lives, still ruining people's lives. And obviously put this young 19 year old turning into 20 year old young man in a bind. probably became unemployed, probably couldn't pay these fines because, you know, when you're a 20 year old, you really can't get gainful employment. And then during a pandemic, that's even it's even harder because there's not a lot of jobs out there. So what ended up happening to this debt, this $156, it ended up going to collections. And I'm guessing when fines go to collections, you know, that's a bad thing. But what happened after that, that, I didn't know that happened. There was then a warrant put out for this young man's arrest. Okay. That's a little new to me. A warrant for $156 for a joint. That's not really a crime, it's a misdemeanor. But stay with me, stay with me. Maybe it's not that bad. So one day this young man is driving and he gets pulled over. And he gets pulled over because he has an air freshener in his window. Because there is something that says in the law that you can't have anything in your mirror that disrupts your vision. That's a real thing. But it's an air freshener. Is it really that big of a deal? I think I got an air freshener in my car. Well, I got something hanging up there. My my GPS my my thing that holds my phone. So I got that there. So I've never been pulled over for that. But anyways. Young man's pulled over. Police finds out he has a warrant. Okay. Remember, this warrant is for $156 for a joint. In a place where it's not criminalized. I, I just want to remind you kind of the severity of the warrant. This guy didn't hurt nobody. He didn't kill nobody, but this $156 is pretty serious, so there's a warrant, right? Okay, y'all still with me. So what ends up happening, they end up pulling him out the car, trying to handcuff him, and a 20-year-old black man, this is why I add his color here, because color obviously matters in America, for reasons that we all know if you've been listening, if not. I will sit down to you, sit down with you face to face and break it down to you. But anyways, this young black man, he gets frightened. He's 20. He doesn't really know better. He's probably wondering why he's getting in handcuffs for, uh, you know, past due fees and charges during a pandemic. So he tries to run. And as he tries to run away and get in his car and drive off, the police officer Takes their gun out. And shoots him. But as she shoots him. She's yelling taser taser. Like she's going to go ahead and tase the young man. But she ends up shooting him. The young man drives off. He ends up crashing the car. He ends up dying there on the scene. The gunshots, not the crash. Let's make that clear. That young man's name was Dante Wright, and he should still be here. But because of an officer making what she called a mistake between her gun and her taser, Dante Wright's daughter will no longer see him. Dante Wright's mother. Has to bury him. And the the, the, kick, the, and the kicker in this story. A few more kickers. But, but, but I'm getting there. To the end. I'm not going to hold you long. This all happened. 10 miles away. From when the George Floyd trial. Is happening. Now if you don't know who George Floyd is. Last year. And you can go on the internet. You can look it up. But I'm sure most of you know. And excuse me if I'm breaking up a little bit, because this this is hard. George Floyd was murdered in the street because a police officer put his knee on his neck for exactly nine minutes, I think 36 seconds. It wasn't even eight minutes, it was nine minutes. And that trial of that police officer is happening in that city, 10 miles away, where this young man was shot over $156 by a police officer who confused her gun with her taser. You want to know something else? This police officer had 26 years on the force. This wasn't a rookie cop mistake. This was a veteran making this mistake. You want to know something else at the time? This officer was training another officer. That is the story of Dante Wright. Another black man killed by police. They say because of a mistake. But somehow, every time there is a big mistake. There's another man that doesn't get to go home to his family. And he's usually he looks like me. But this is a little bit of deja vu. So that's why the reason why I went through the story, because as you're probably listening to parts of the story, you're probably thinking in your head. Man, this guy got killed over something little. I mean, they could have just took him in cops or tased him. Like he's dead now. Why does this seem so familiar? Because this is deja vu. Let me reiterate, George Floyd, the whole reason he was killed was because he was being restrained by somebody's knee because he gave he gave a gas attendant or a gas station or a store, whoever it was, A counterfeit $20 bill. Beyond his knowledge. He just had a fake $20 and he gave it. And someone called the cops. And that man died that day. Again. Something ridiculous. Something very small leads to a black man's death. I'll do you one better. Let's not even say black man. Do you one better. It just leads to black lives. Somebody dying. Who's black. The thing is here with this one is that this is really deja vu. Traffic stops turn into deaths. Well, they don't always turn into deaths. Well, Sandra Bland's not here with us. And she was driving back from a job interview. So, I mean, I can go on. I can look up the names. I try not to remember all the names because for those of you who do not know, this is traumatic. Watching people who look like you be killed by police officers when you get in a car every day, and even if you don't do anything wrong, it's traumatic. Because there are instances where they do nothing wrong. Or, it's just not worth death. And let me just make this clear too, just because someone does do something wrong does not mean their lives need to be taken. It does not mean that. So, let me update you on this story. I told you the back story. So let me update you on the story. Right now, Kim Potter is her name of the officer that shot him. She's being charged with second-degree manslaughter. She's in jail at the moment. Her and the police chief have both resigned from the police service. I want you guys to pay attention to something. I want you to see how this George Floyd trial goes and I want you to see how Miss Potter's handled because I'm gonna just be real with you guys i was I was a little uneasy about last year when all the George Floyd stuff happened and how the country would react. but I'll be really uneasy if these two aren't brought to justice and I'm saying justice because in my eyes. A 26-year-old veteran making that type of mistake is inexcusable. And even if it was a mistake, it's manslaughter. Put put her in jail. If I accidentally shoot somebody, I'm going to jail for manslaughter. That's the law. She should be held accountable. The officer that killed George Floyd? Come on. The whole world watched that video for eight minutes. Why are we even having a damn trial? Excuse my language. Why are we even having a trial? But, you know, due process. Every man has the right to go through due process. Whether... This due process better hurry up and do its processing. Because I'm going to tell you one thing. If you let these two off, I don't know what's going to happen. But yeah. I want to say rest in peace to um, Dante Wright. I'm hoping I'm pronouncing his name right. but I want to I wanna say rest in peace to him. I want to say prayers to his family. I want to say Black Lives Matter. And not in the funky way, like it's an organization. No, I mean like we don't deserve to die when we do something minimum or innocent and we don't deserve to get shot when we're unarmed. That's what I mean by that. And if anybody and if anybody got a problem with that, you can call me, you can text me, I'm all over Instagram. I'm, I'm going to end the podcast this way because I'm not going to beat your guys head over. It. I just want everybody to kind of think about we've been through a pand- we've been through Last year we went through a pandemic and we went through George Floyd and Dante Wright gets killed around the same time. I know it feels like deja vu but history will continue to repeat itself until the laws change. It just will. I've become numb to this, unfortunately. I didn't become mad. I didn't become upset, not because I didn't care about the young man, but because in the back of my mind, I'm just waiting for my turn. I'm like, when's it going to be me? Because nothing has changed since that point that George Floyd got his was killed. And sometimes I lose, lose hope things ever will. But I'm not here to depress you. I'm here to tell you reality. And for those of you who do have power and do have voices I, I do expect you to use them And this is kind of the way i'm telling you with my voice is that we have to accept reality and try to find ways to change it i don't know what that looks like maybe you guys can help me because right now i'm having a real hard time struggling trying to figure it out but again guys thanks for rocking with me hopefully you, you didn't get too depressed and hopefully you got something out of it like i always say guys i love you take care of yourselves and like i always say keep talking